Good morning. It's Tuesday, January 26, 2016. This is Tech Talk Today. My name is Chris. And I'm Angela. Hey there, Angela. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm all right on your birthday. Hey, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is true. I have gotten older this year. I did it, everybody. But that's not what we're assembled here to talk about today. We are here to talk about the news that is interesting to us as we see it. Plus, we got a great Kickstarter of the week that I am super fired up about and some great news for some friends of the show. But first, Let's bring in our best friends of the show. That's the Mumble Room. Time-appropriate greetings, tiny, tiny Mumble Room. Hello. Good morning. Greetings. Good morning. Hello. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It's <laughs> nice that some of you showed up. We don't have a great showing today. It's probably because the show's been off the air while I was at scale, which was a hell of a show. Hell of a show. So the show's back. So now all you got to come back. You got to come back now. Yep. Now, to incentivize you, we're giving everybody in the chat room a million dollars. I mean, everybody, wait. Crap. Did I clear this with you first? Hold on. I got to clear something with Ange first, and then we'll announce it. Probably should show up next week in the Mumble Room, and maybe I'll have an announcement. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let's start with something that I, I put in here specifically for you. You're, you're on your iPhone right now oh, as yeah. I read this story. Yeah, sorry. And I think this is I, – I wanted to see what you would think about this. Okay. Would you be interested in a keyboard for your iPhone from Microsoft? What? It's called Microsoft Wordflow. It's something they've pioneered before, and now they're bringing it to the iPhone in beta testing. It's the iOS version of Wordflow keyboard. The company has a new one-handed design that will make it easier to type using only your thumb. The design is a fan-style layout. Each keyboard row is on an arc, similar to the one you see from the Vista screenshot below. So look at that, Ange. This is what the keyboard would be like on your iPhone. And the idea is you can type, you can do the entire oh. QWERTY keyboard using just one thumb. Okay. Wow. Is that it's, interesting to it's you? It's kind of like what I've always wanted. However, I am actually getting problem, you know, like problems with my thumb. Like, so, <laughs> are you like, serious, dude? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So I actually want to use my left hand. Try to, but it's just not as well. Good. So the thing is, is you could obviously put this in left hand or right handed mode. Oh, so you could start working okay. that other thumb. Yes. Yep. I would yeah. like to start working the other. So thumb. you would be interested in in trying out a Microsoft keyboard sure. on your pure Apple iPhone, your 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 elitist iPhone device. Well, I yeah yeah I don't have a problem with that. Okay. No. Yeah okay. yeah I, I don't prefer Microsoft, but I don't mind that. Um, you know, I did just get a new keyboard. Um, the um, uh, a the, gift keyboard. The bit strips. Oh jeez. It's geez. um. It's called Bitmoji, and yeah. I watched the uh, the Ting app pick mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and got it immediately. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's and it's it's kind of uncomfortable. Like it asks if you want to, uh, or like it basically says we'll be able to see everything that you type on the Bitmoji keyboard. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because that's how keyboards work, right? They're taking all your input in. Yeah. So, but the thing is, if you use your regular iPhone keyboard, it doesn't. It's just that when they give the options for the different sticker, you know, things that you can use, the on the the very last one is text. So they do have a keyboard so you don't have to exit the whole Bitmoji keyboard. So I just use the other keyboard. Yeah. I use the normal keyboard. Yeah, that's a good way to go. For typing. So uh, I think we probably have some Android users in the mumble room. Ham, are you an Android user and would you use a Microsoft keyboard on your Android device? I am an Android user and uh, I don't know. I've gotten used to the on-screen keyboard. You know what it really is, is if you're a swipe user, if you're a swipe advocate, there's no way you'd switch to pretty much anything else. Uh, I don't know if Spazzy or WW, if either of you have a, have a keyboard opinion or a swipe user, and if you'd be willing to consider a Microsoft keyboard. Uh, I have an Android, but I really don't use the keyboard that much to warrant switching to that Microsoft one, <laughs> um, especially since I'm running a tablet right now. Well, they do have a specific tablet version, too, at least on the Microsoft side of things. And here's the thing to keep in mind. Like Anne just said, anything you type into a third-party keyboard, 
Android recorded. or iOS can be recorded. And, you know, yeah, there is a certain amount of level of trust. I, I think it's interesting. I think it I think it's something worth trying. And I find it fascinating that Microsoft is the the, the meta story here to me. And maybe the reason why we're talking about this really is because Microsoft's taking yet another one of their secret sauces from the Microsoft Windows platform and porting it over to iOS, making it less and less attractive on the win- to use the Windows platform, ah. which is an interesting move because they're they- – Or is it? Or could it just be seen as adaptation so that they can have – their right. fingers right. in I think that's what it is, yeah. in apple's pie. I think that is what it is, but I think that in itself is an interesting statement. They wanted there was that so much. I mean, yeah. that was great. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Like the apple there pie. There'd be a bank suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Put it sticking their fingers in that apple pie. All right. So, while, let's stay on the uh, mobile train for a little bit cuz this one's kind of interesting. Everybody loves them some Amazon Prime. Would you like it baked into your Android phone? Cuz Amazon sure would. Oh, Amazon is reportedly in talks with OEMs to gain a bigger back door. That's a direct quote to Google's Android. The, uh, the Amazon <laughs> is hope. This is coming from the information. Is hoping to partner with smartphone OEMs to deeply integrated services into the handsets. The reports claim that Amazon has discussed working with phone brands at a factory level to integrate its services with devices in a deeper way than simply preloading apps. Hmm. All right, now stick with me for a second. In essence, the retailer would like its partners' phones to resemble the Amazon line of Kindle Fire tablets that it's built its own. You know. They would be full of Amazon services like Amazon Music Streaming and Video and would, of course, encourage people to come become Prime members if they weren't already. This could be in something like a Samsung phone. Amazon, of course, already dove into the phone market once with a Fire phone. Uh, the company released that July 2014 for $199 with a two-year AT&T exclusive contract or 650 unlocked. Six weeks later, though, Amazon slashed it to $200 off and... The price continued to fall. To one point, I think it even got to like a dollar or something. And then they canceled it uh, shortly after August 2015. Now, what I find to be fascinating about this is this could be a way to enjoy, quote unquote, the Android platform, but not be dependent on the Google services. So if Amazon could come in and say, here's your cloud storage, here's your photo backup, here's your music streaming, here's your video streaming, all for, for all part of your Prime membership already, you're already paying for. And by the way, we're not Google. <laughs> right? Right, right. Well, so then the Android, would it, it would have both capabilities, though. Because right, Android does have baked-in Googleness, right? Well, you can, you can take Android and you can strip it down of the Google stuff pretty far. And oh. so it wouldn't necessarily so, have like the Google Play Store. It would have the Amazon App Store. And you could do that also with Amazon. Even if they that's what Amazon in. does now with the Fire Tablet. So uh, if you you could probably you would probably find people that could take like so what they're talking about is uh, Amazon has been talking to Samsung and AT and T, and you could probably find people like in our community that would get one of these Amazon service phones, and they could probably unlock it and get the Play Store installed, and they mm-hmm. could probably use it. But the so thing it's one is, or the other. Well, is it, what Amazon wants. Yes. Yeah. And the, uh, the other thing traditionally with Amazon is their version of Android is pretty far behind mainstream Android. <laughs> so that's another kind of a downside. But the upside is um, Amazon isn't running 95% of their uh, revenue off of an ad business. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So that gives me a little more peace of mind of them having my data. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, Mumble Room, does this sound like bundling in real player with PCs back in the day? Or does this sound like perhaps... Uh, Refuge from Google's monitoring and tracking. Well, it could be both. I have a question. Would it? Um, w- so, like, would there be two different versions of like I have the S five? So, would I have like 
two choices, S5 with Amazon or S5 with Google? Yeah, maybe, huh? But it would be a software option, not nothing to do with no, the hardware. No, I think you'd have to buy it that way. Right. You'd probably buy it, and Amazon would push right. it hard on Amazon.com with great discounts yeah, for Prime members. Yeah, I was going to say, it would right? probably, yeah, yeah. Be discounted. Heavily. Yeah, I bet, I bet right. you'd have multiple versions of the Samsung device. And maybe you'd be a little dialed down on some of the Samsung services, like S-Voice and S-Note and things like that. Maybe it'd be more... I think I kind of like the Amazons trying to poke, you know, the Google. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if we could say Monopoly. It probably is. But um, but then again, at the same time, it's making Amazon that much bigger, you know, pushing them in the direction of being yeah. a Google. So <laughs> we don't, you know, they say they want deeper integration. We don't really know what it is. But so here's something I think that is fascinating. We've seen uh, Facebook mess around with this. Of course, Cyanogen working with Microsoft and Amazon. They're all working to have their own mainstream forks of Android mm-hmm. that is like decoupled from Google. And this is like, you know, Cyanogen's making a lot of prior- progress with that. They have big money from Microsoft coming in. Of course, they're integrating Microsoft services. Amazon obviously already has the Fire tablets. They've had some success with that. Facebook has experimented with a Facebook experience based on Android that removes Google uh, components. Mm. A lot of big companies are working on decoupling Google from Android. I, I don't really see it going anywhere at this point, but it's, it's an interesting trend. It's very interesting. All right, Mumble Room, any other thoughts before we move on? Oh, yeah, WW, you wanted to jump in. Go ahead. Yeah, also, Amazon pretty much said Google can't sell the Chromecast anymore on their store because they're competing with um, Amazon's, you know, uh, whatever Amazon has. Right. So I, I kind of I kind of wonder if, like, Amazon's going to be more protective of their turf, especially if they get into the phone area with Android. And is this going to kind of spark some kind of battle between them? Because Amazon's already fired the first shot. Google could say, well, we developed Android. Maybe we, we're going to talk to our phone vendors and, you know, kind yeah. of block you in the backside. You know, who knows? Yeah, plus, let's be honest. Uh, the, at the end of the day, the phone manufacturer is going to go with whoever bre- butters their bread the most, and that's going to be Google long term. We're about, In fact, we're about to get into that in just a second. But, you know, you brought up a good point about how Amazon is saying, well, we can't sell the Chromecast anymore. They also aren't selling the Apple TV. The Apple TV 4 is a new product that is out, and it's pretty much available at all retail outlets except for Amazon, which is kind of odd because it competes, I guess, with the Fire TV. Hmm. Amazon has gotten called out for it, and they say, well, once we have an app available on those devices, then we'll start selling them. That doesn't seem like – that's not why I shop at Amazon. I shop at Amazon for cheap prices and quick shipping. And you would think that they would like to collect the data of the people that are buying the Apple product so that they can – That's that's a good point. Those are sales insights they're totally losing out on. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, one more story just really quickly before we get into the revenue stuff, which I find to be – I know it sounds like it's boring, but it's actually fascinating. But really quick, uh, I, this wasn't of interest to me until scale, and now it's kind of got my attention. LG. LG plans to launch two flagship phones in 2016, even though they just kind of took a pounding. Their mobile division making a loss of around $39 million. Wow. Yeah. They managed to sell 15.3 million smartphones globally in the fourth quarter. That's brings them up to uh, – 59.7 million units for all of 2015. So they haven't been making the sales that they want. Uh, in order to compete, LG says it will not only launch two new flagship phones, but also a more cost-competitive value chain. Now, the thing is, is I actually got my uh, hands just for a little bit at the Jupiter Broadcasting meetup on the V10, 
I think it was I can't remember which LG phone was, but it totally changed my mind on LG phones. It was really impressive. So they're going to launch a flagship phone in Barcelona. Or they're going to announce it, which is on February 21st, which happens to be, guess what, Mobile World Congress, which is coming up. We'll be covering the news from that on this show. Canonical is also expected to make some announcements and show some demos there at Mobile so World Congress. Are you saying, uh, are you going to live no, stream we'll, that? Or? No, well, I don't think so because they're all at different times. It's just like announcements while they're there. Oh, okay. But if something happens during roughly the time window of Tech Talk, I absolutely will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be flying to Barcelona. No, <laughs> uh, it's uh, one of the things about their new flagship design is not only an unusual design, but enabling the removal of the battery, even though it has a unibody chassis. Be really cool. That'd be really cool. Okay, so now one more story, one more really quick thing, just because we like to follow Uber. Did you know that Uber is now starting to use the gyro in the smartphones of their drivers to see if they're speeding? I guess customers ah. sometimes get out of the car and they say, "Ah, oh, this guy was a bad Uber driver; he was speeding." And Uber doesn't really know if that's true or not. So right. now they're using the the uh, you know the capabilities of the smartphone to track that. Who's the drivers? Yeah, or the, the drivers. Passengers. No, the drivers. <clears throat> Now, here's huh. what's interesting. They also say the other thing we're going to do is we can check it to see if they've been picking up their phone because they're using the giant. Oh, gi- shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're using. Nice. But here's the thing, Ange. Okay. I've only Ubered on occasion. Once. But I, I, I think so. I think so. But here's what I was told by the Uber driver because I asked him about the fact that he had, he had like an old iPhone 4 mounted to his dash win- window. Mm-hmm. And then he had himself like a big old Note tablet phone. Sure. Yeah. And that was his main phone. I'm like, so you have a you, – oh, yeah, everybody who's serious about Uber has a dedicated phone because you're doing your business. You're tracking on there. You're getting right. your orders on there. That makes you're sense. You're getting your directions. Of course you're going to use a dedicated phone. And of course everybody's got like if – you're, if you're a smartphone user and you're doing Uber, you probably got an old smartphone laying around that yeah. can run the Uber app. Yeah. So right. this is only going to work so good because sure. you can't really track how often drivers are checking their phones because I think serious Uber drivers have a dedicated phone for Uber. Right. Yeah. But it's it's an interest. It's what I find to be the interesting meta story here. Again, is Uber just has access to all kinds of data, <laughs> Sounded right? Like you said, Goober. No, Uber. <laughs> Uber's got Goobers and Goobers of data. Like they just got Goobers <laughs> of data everywhere. Like they can track yeah. all kinds of aspects of all kinds of people. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about it before. So check the uh, Tech Talk archives for that. Yeah. All right, now let's get into that revenue stuff. That it actually is kind of fascinating because it was never supposed to come out. Nobody was supposed to know about this, but one of Oracle's lawyers blew uh, the doors off of two big secrets we've always wondered. How much, how much did Google pay Apple to be the default search engine on the iPhone? Because it must have been a lot knowing how much Apple hates Googs, right? It must have been a ton. Now we know. Wow. We know the details there. And how much money has Google ever made off Android? Because a lot of people like me mean like, Google doesn't make money off Android. They make money off tracking you. Well, now we know how much money they've actually made. Okay. None of these figures are supposed to come out. In fact, both Apple and Google fought in court to prevent these numbers from coming out, but the judge still disclosed them, sort of walked it back a little bit, but accidents and mistakes were made, and now we know. All right, so so what is it? Okay, here we go. Last week, an Oracle lawyer told U.S. courts that the search ad giant generated 31... Which one? Google? Yeah. Yeah. They just like to write things like that. 31 billion in revenue in profit since it first launched... Android in 2008, $31 billion total since they launched Android in 2008. It also disclosed last week that Google paid Apple $1 billion in 2014 to be the default search engine. Also, 
something else that's been in this is it wasn't just a flat rate of $1 billion. Somehow, Apple worked out an ad, a revenue share deal with the ads that people get. So when you go through Google search and you click an ad and Google makes money, they're cutting a, they're cutting a percentage to Apple. We don't know what that is, and nobody really knows how Apple's verifying the numbers. But And I'm sure Facebook is in, in on that, too. Maybe. I seriously, when I search something in Safari and Google, or Google it, I start getting ads on Facebook for that. Oh, that's using cookies and stuff, I suspect. Oh. Uh, so th- these numbers, the, uh, the uh, uh, $31 billion in total revenue are f- for Android since 2008, they seem to be derived mostly from Oracle's own math uh, rather than the exact figure from Google itself. In other words... This number could be a little high because it's in Oracle's best interest to make it look like Google's made more money because sure. then the damages that Oracle is suing for could be higher. So the actual number could be lower, but Oracle's math says that Google in total has made $31 billion. Uh, uh, Oracle's attorney, uh, Annette Hurst, disclosed it in court in San Francisco on January 14th, so just a few days ago while we were on, while we were on our getting ready for scale. Uh, that's the total money it's made. Now, here's what's interesting about that. $31 billion. Since 2008. Well, Alphabet itself, the parent company of Google, it made $18.7 billion just in one quarter, last quarter. And, and Apple, mm-hmm. Apple had $32.2 billion in sales just for the iPhone, or uh, just for last quarter. Right. So in one quarter, last quarter, the one ending September 30th, so for, for their calendar. Right, so Google not be making that much money. <laughs> well, what's, fasc- what's fascinating is, so how does this break down? How does Google make less money since 2008 than Apple makes in one quarter? Because they're not making any money on the Android phone, and now we specifically have hard numbers that were released in court that shows Google doesn't make money off Android. Well, not, I would say that's a soft number just because it was reported by Oracle. But... Well, in fact, if anything, it's a little high. Right. So it could well, actually, yeah, okay, they so could yeah. actually have made mm-hmm. less money. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder what, how many devices it was. Uh, I actually do kind of uh, I do kind of wonder that too because how would you track that exactly because yeah. all of the different OEMs report it differently. Samsung yeah. reports uh, phones shipped to stores, not phones bought by customers. Ah. Whereas Apple reports phones sold to customers, not phones shipped to stores. So yeah. if so, if Samsung has two hundred thousand S sixes sitting out in a warehouse, right. they count those as sold. Right. So it's kind huh. of, it is really, and, but LG doesn't that necessarily track that way, mm-hmm. and Motorola doesn't necessarily track that way. So it is really hard to get super firm numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of go by what they report. But yeah, so the, we have, we got to wonder here, like, how, how would this, how, how much money must Google be paying out to Apple uh, still? Because these numbers are coming from 2014. Well, guess what? It's 2016 now. And is, are they still the default search on, uh, if you go into and if you go into Safari, there is it. Uh, yeah, for me. Yeah, searches Google. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this deal is still in existence, and I bet it's I bet it's if anything it's gone up, right? Because uh, if they're if I mean the numbers are just nuts. Um, Mumbo, many thoughts on uh, Android profit for Google and and what that tells us. That they're the Bruce Wayne of Android, I guess. The Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Or the they Tony Stark, maybe. Billions. I don't know. Yeah. I mean that's just that's just um I could I didn't even imagine they would be doing that well but hey I guess when you innovate a product that does well people like it you're going to make money. So they're doing pretty well aren't they? I mean they're 13% year over year they're having good growth or 21% actually 13% for the quarter 21% for the year. Uh and what was interesting about it is none of that really is coming from Android at all. I don't know. I just find I wonder if uh, I wonder if that would be sustainable if they weren't Google. 
I quickly broke that down. It's about nine million a quarter, as compared to the the billions of Apple. So nice work there, because that makes me think. If you think about nine million dollars, that kind of sounds like a lot. But when you a think quarter. Of, yeah. a quarter, right? But when you think about the cost of running an enterprise, of if Android was just its own company with its own overhead of manufacturing right. and working with partners and all this stuff, mm-hmm. if they didn't, if they weren't part of a larger company, this would not be a sustainable business. Right. It's yeah, only sustainable. Developers. Yeah, the developers, you know, they also work on Nexus devices. They work with the OEMs. They have patent issues they constantly fight. Uh, they, have, they have to make deals. Uh, they have to cut search deals with, with certain companies. They have to make other deals with like so, Verizon and AT&T. I mean, so much money exchanges that they don't, they don't have coming in and out of the door. They're only benefiting from because they're part of Alphabet. It's a loss leader. Yeah. That's what the official term is. It's like they're – well, what what, a, what it to me indicates is what Michael Dominic has said sometimes is, and he's you know he's not necessarily anti Android or anything, but he said in some ways it kind of feels like dumping, where you just dump a product on the market for as cheap as possible, completely saturate that market, and lose a lot of money doing it. That way you can you can you can lock in another part of your business somewhere else in in the market, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just I don't know it, it doesn't feel fair, but I guess at the same time that's that's their point of privilege having such such a successful company. So it's interesting to watch it. Now we have just sort of hard data about that. All right, Angela, you know what time of the show it is right now? Uh, yes. What is it, Angela? It's the Kickstarter time. Kick it! All right, it is our Kickstarter of the week, and this is one I'm pretty damn excited about because if you out there have a hard time eating well, taking the time to make a proper meal, or just want to eat a little better. I got a Kickstarter for you. I got a Kickstarter for you with 178 backers. You still have a chance on getting in at the early bird special level. They're going for $100,000. They've so far raised 55000 with 22 days left to go. It's the one cook, the private robotic chef, to free your cooking time. Robots will save us all! Life is not easy. We have to handle a lot of things. Cooking could be one of the challenges. Everyone wants to eat delicious, healthy, and cheap. And every year, we spend two to three hundred hours on cooking at home or waiting in restaurants. But because of much oil fume, complex cooking skills, and time consuming, we can't cook our favorite food. Sometimes this drives back to fast food, unfortunately. Is there any other choice? Now, we have a solution. One cook. A fully automated multi-cooker using robotic technology. It acts as your private chef and personal nutritionist. One Cook offers fresh food packages, which is a basket containing every ingredient for a meal, like meat, vegetables, sauces, and more. One Cook device connects to the internet through local Wi-Fi. Users can look for favorite recipes on One Cook platform, onecook.menu, through any mobile device, like computers, smartphones, tablets, smartwatches, or even cars. After loading the basket into one cook, you just simply click cook and can be away from the kitchen while one cook fully controlling dispensing ingredients, stirring, temperature control, and vapor control. When cooking is done, one cook will notify you for dining. In addition, one cook provides extra advanced functions such as cooling ingredients for storage and in advance timing for cooking. It also allows you to customize recipe programs intelligently optimize recipes for certain diets, and share recipes with your family and friends. Want to know more? Have one and explore it by yourself. One Cook, not the future, is right now. 
There you go. Did one it, cook. Did it say not the future is right now? Uh, the, it's not. It's it's the it's not it's, the future. Oh, it's not the future. It's right now. It's not the future. So um, here here is you know this to be true, Ange. About uh, once a day, I forget the fact that I have to eat three times a day. I am sitting here right now as we do the show, starving. Starving. Uh, <laughs> this will not be the last time today. I am starving. Where I'm like, oh. Jeez, I have to eat. That's I forgot about that every single day. I like a dumb monkey forget that I need to eat, and I then that means like I'm like oh I got to spend money to do that. I got to fix this problem. I got, or I got to have something in the fridge I can just go slam or or throw into the microwave and microwave, which is going to be salty as hell and not good for you for you or me. It is a problem going into my life now. I still have unsolved, and yep. this robot. No. Right here. No, you'd forget to load the right ingredients or start it or, you know, it, no. I mean, that's going to happen, but you know what it's like? It's like, it's the dream of the slow cooker, but food sure, that yes. possibly tastes good. It's, right. Crockpots do make, just, you know, make it taste like cat food. Yeah, well, they can blend all the flavors and you can do it just right. Except but Except my chicken spaghetti. Yeah. Well, there's like a couple of meals every now and then that have come out of the crock. I'm like, that was great. Mm-hmm. Like the chicken spaghetti. Yeah. But there's been other times like that tastes like everything else I put in the crock pot. Right. Uh, so this, to me, because it's robot powered, <laughs> individual cooking compartments, mm-hmm. here's a bit of a downside. I'm just going to put this out there. But you think about it. It's the only way to make this thing work great. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you have to get meal packs from them. Like Yeah. The, it's like a meal pack service. Wow. So it's a service with a machine. It's like Blue Apron, but even easier. Because the problem with Blue Apron and those kinds of services mm-hmm. is you have to still assemble the meal yourself. Right. The problem, if I had time to assemble the meal, I would be assembling meals. This right. thing is you put the, you put the things in I there see. like Legos. Well, that would make it easier for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, as, as long as, I mean, the only problem I could possibly see is, uh, you know, your color blindness. You might put the green... <laughs> It's not green in the yellow. It is only uh-huh. between blue and green. It is yeah, only between yeah, blue and green. Okay. All right, but so so you do have to uh, you do have to have their service as well. So this is their long term yeah, revenue generation. Yeah, of course. Generation. Yes. Yeah. Monthly subscription. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I actually think it's a fascinating idea. Probably four emails a day. I think it's good <laughs> enough to at least demo on the show and see how it goes. I nope. think it's a good enough concept. Nope. Yeah. 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 You don't think so? Why? Oh, you never back anything. <laughs> Mumble wow. room. What do you think? What do you think? It's food I don't know. DRM. I... <laughs> food DRM. Well, except for it's just regular food in there. It's just the containers are of a certain size. So you could make a container of the right same size, I suppose. I bet it only two, serves two. Yeah, I know. They showed a party, yeah. and I'm yeah, like, yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. Really it would have taken like seven hours to do that b- party. Uh, somebody else was about to speak, too, in the mumble room. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a fascinating idea, but. The quality of the food would still be my concern if I had oh. to buy the food from them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yes, for sure. you're absolutely yeah. right. Because yeah. yeah, my original thought before I before you mentioned that was, you know, throw some Savannah meat stuff in there. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. local produce. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but well, no, there is not that. that. Yeah, I they say it's like hiring a private chef to cook your favorite foods, but it's not as nearly expensive. Uh, and they they really focus a lot on the healthy food, so I backed it. I backed it. I totally backed it. <laughs> I did because it's but I got an early bird ninety nine dollars and I get I get twelve months of their food service and the and the rig so I'll do a review here on the show. You don't think I think it's totally worth backing because it's perfect for our audience. It's easy automated robot cooking food and it could totally be a bomb. But either way, it'll make for a good segment. We have to back one of these eventually. I'm mm-hmm. going with the robot mm-hmm. cooker. Uh, so there you go. I will report back on the show and tell you if it's a disaster or not, which it probably will be. What's the monthly fee? I, there's no monthly uh, yet. They don't have any of that plan set up, mm-hmm. so there's no, there none of that yet. 
Huh. Uh, and they have a few left at $99 if you want to try <laughs> it. And then the prices go up to $250 uh, uh, from there. Uh, and you you also could get a service when they announce it. I think it's an interesting idea. They say it's a high-tech cooker. I'm fascinated to see if it's possible. They may have some studio meals. And maybe I'll make you one, Angie. You can see if you oh, like okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to try one? Sure. Okay. I have no idea if it's going to be any good, but we will find out. They're saying delivery in August 2016. We oh, will see about that. Nice. Yeah. Fall. Yeah, well, we're still waiting for several Kickstarters. Mm, well, one. One now. Just one now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it was a GoFundMe, not technically a Kickstarter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wimpy makes it, brings it up every episode. Oh, like some sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's something. It's I something. heart Wimpy. Uh, all right. So uh, what do you think? Anybody in the Mumble Room think it's worth backing? Anybody? Anybody? No love? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I just like supporting I, people's I, dreams. <laughs> I think it might be good for, like, if you're disabled and you need yes. help, this might be really good for you. For those of us who are able-bodied, it might not be. Yeah, Chris is just—he pointed to himself when you said that. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm apparently—he's a little handicapped when it comes to the self-care. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a thing. It's a a somewhat polite way of putting it. (laughs) Uh, Yes, sweet Lou. Yes, sweet Lou. Uh, All right, so uh, there you go. I'll have a link in the show notes. Also. Friends of the show have some really great news. Speak of, speaking of crowdfunding, and isn't this really great to hear? Patreon has raised $30 million in Series B funding to support growth. Nice. Yeah, they're getting $30 million. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because I'd love for them to um, you know fix these changes that they've made recently to mm. the dashboard because it is so hard to navigate now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, especially for the content creators. Yeah, yeah, have specifically you, for us. Have yeah. you tried their mobile app at all? I know no, they, I haven't. That's something I want to no, try because, playing with. No, um, because, you know, we have two different Patreons. I know, I and know. And so but... we'd have to sit there and log out, and I, I don't remember the passwords. Yeah, those are <laughs> long and complicated. But I was thinking it might be a neat way to build a post from the road to the patrons. Just send them something real quick. Mm, if it has, like, yeah. video capture or something in right. the app, that could yeah. be a quick way to do a message or something. Yeah. I'm going to play around with it at some point. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, Conte Nas, I think, is where the money came from. Uh, Patreon just closed. Fresh Reading 30 million series being led by, oh, Thrive Capital. There you go. <laughs> to help them... Uh, Hire more folks to make things work better, they say. They've grown to nearly 50 people, mostly working out of a warehouse space in San Francisco. Oh, I should have stopped by and said hi on my way down to scale. Uh, That's pretty cool. I'm glad for them. I'm really glad for them. And now that's good news, too, because uh, YouTube is working on a funding platform. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Not surprised there. Yeah, of course, because you can run that through Googs. Speaking of funding, we could love and use and appreciate your support over at patreon.com slash today, where you can go to fund all of the shows. It's not this show is a thank you for our patrons, but we really use those funds for everything. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Oh, my dad's calling me. Ha. Yeah, it's uh, he's never really quite learned that I do a show and win, but that's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. Uh, hello, hello. Who is it? Hey there, pops. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah, this is birthday. Yeah, I'm good. The birthday calls. I like that. This you're you're my first one today. Yeah, you did it. You did it. I just got back too from my uh, a trip down to uh, California. So your timing is good. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it's the it's the Southern California Linux Expo. It's uh, it's a big show where a bunch of Linux geeks get together. Uh, it's run by Linux geeks for Linux geeks, and then uh, some companies go down and they show up. They show off what they're working on, and uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, now we got to put all the stuff together. So we recorded a whole bunch of stuff for uh, for like uh, using in, in episodes and stuff. So now we're gonna edit all that together and. Uh, and then we'll be rolling that out over a couple of days. 
Ja. Uh, I will probably know by tonight or tomorrow. I'm waiting to hear back from a couple of people. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I will, uh, I will shoot you a text. Oh, I, Friday. Friday. I do Friday, yeah. To Saturday. Yeah. Okay, well, so what about Saturday morning? Okay. All right, we'll figure it out. I'll figure out what my, what's going on with that, and then I'll, I'll let you know. Sure, okay. All right, Pops, I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay, bye. Well, that was nice of him, wasn't it? Yeah. That was nice. There you go. Oh, and look at that. Look at that. I got, I got another text message coming in. Everybody, everybody just got to work, and then they got on Facebook, and like, oh, crap, it's Chris's birthday. <laughs> That's what's happening right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, look at that. Look at, look at that. That's from Jessica. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> I got a pie in the face. All right. So, uh, patreon.com slash today to support all the shows here on the network. Thank you uh, to those of you out there, 563 of you. Also, if you'd like to support this show specifically, like the content or a Kickstarter of the week or an end of show clip, I would really appreciate that, especially end of show clips. really would like that because the, the well is getting dry. techtalktoday.reddit.com. That would be the place to submit stories, uh, topic ideas, feedback. Uh, we'll have feedback threads there or end of show clips. Andrew, is there anything else we got to cover? Hmm. Nope. Not that I not that I can think of at okay. the moment. I'll plug at Jupiter Signal the network Twitter if you want to follow our tweets for news and things like that. And check Linux Action Show for uh, coverage of our scale event. All right, I'm gonna wrap this up with a end of show clip that was picked out by Ange. I think it's because we're hungry. Mm-hmm. All right, see you back here next Tuesday, everybody. Oh, Pac-Man, I'm beat! Thank goodness for new Pac-Man pasta from Chef Boyardee. New Pac-Man pasta? Mmm, little spaghetti shaped like us. Delicious. And because Chef Boyardee is packed with goodness, it's great for when we have to eat and run. New Pac-Man pasta from Chef Boyardee. With meatballs, without meatballs, or chicken flavor. Thank goodness for new Pac-Man pasta. Thank goodness for Chef Boyardee.